Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you today for joining us for Hope Along the Journey. I'm Mark Cravens, your host, and we are so delighted to have you as part of today's edition. We have, uh, by way of Zoom, a very wonderful guest that we're going to be interviewing. Her name is Brooke Robertson. Brooke, welcome to Hope Along the Journey. Hey, Mark. Thank you for having me. All the way down in Louisiana. Wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you crawled out of the swamp to get somewhere where you could get reception, and and here we are, right? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) <laughs> we won't we will not repeat the crawfish conversation we had before we started we will I mean, not go hey, there if you want to go there we can go there if you want <laughs> no because because it'll show what a weakling and, and wimp i am that i won't i won't suck the head out of the crawfish i, I won't do that i'm not truly uh, you know a louisiana person yet but i do oh, like that's all right I do like uh, the shrimp etouffee and i like the jambalaya and i like uh was it called Boudin or something like that? Yeah, it's Boudin. Boudin. Yeah, yep. Boudin. I mean, so I've I've had a little, but I'm just not I'm just not quite there yet. Yeah, the food's great. Brooke is a gospel recording artist. She has um, a CD that she has released entitled "Taking My Voice Back," which has on that a song that she wrote entitled "Taking Her Voice Back," which is which is part of her story that she is going to be sharing with us in just a little while. But I heard Brooke share her, some of her story down at a convention in Tennessee, and I also got to hear her sing, and thank you for the CD you gave to me. That's beautiful, beautiful CD. Thank you. And she has a beautiful voice and a beautiful spirit. And I am just so thrilled, Brooke, that you um, took, the, took me seriously when I said I wanted to have you on the podcast. So welcome uh. today to Hope Along the Journey. Yeah, thank you. Honestly, it's always a blessing and honor to be able to share my story and my testimony because you never know who's going to hear it, you know, and that's one thing that God's showed me before all of this even started is that someone needs to hear it. And so here I am, we're talking about it and I'm just praying that God would do his thing, whoever's listening. So, Thank you for, again, for, for just being willing to be on the podcast and then on the and on the radio broadcast as well. I appreciate it so much. And I do want to say to parents who may have small children that we're going to be sharing some sensitive material today. And so I just want to give you a little bit of heads up so that parents know that what we're going to be talking about in a few moments may be something that your smaller children may, you may need to want them to go play somewhere or something when we share this. because, But this is very important what we're going to be talking about. First of all, if you would just kind of, uh, Brooke, just kind of fill in the, the the blank spaces and tell us like who you are from small town Louisiana. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I grew up here in this small town my whole life, uh, family land. So I live on what we call Robertson Hill. I've got aunts, uncles, grandmas, uh, grandpas, and um, some have went on to be with Jesus, but still live here and it's a part of me that I'll never 
ever forget. And um, I would say I grew up listening to country music, grew up this country life, and you can hear that in my music, mm-hmm. this past record that I released. Yeah. I want it to really just be true to who I was and am as an artist. And so you'll hear little little pieces of that in some of the production and the songs. And the last song on the record actually is called See You Here, and it's about my great-grandmother who I lived right across the field from. And so mm-hmm. tight-knit mm-hmm. family, and we still are. And um, yeah. That's just a little bit about me and who I am. That's great. And I love the fact that you have that strong family connection, too. Um, and you're very blessed and very fortunate to have that. And, and one of the things, too, I like about your music is, and, and, and probably I'm not using the right wording here when I say this, I'm showing my, my ignorance in the field of music, but there's that little bit of... Um, folklore to your music in other words like you said the last song was about your grandmother and Mm -hmm. so some of your songs are really stories that you're trying to tell is that in that right with with some of your you're so right yeah i grew up listening to like 90s 2000s country music and that's kind of a genre or era of music that was very storytelling yes and so it's always just a part of of me and so when i presented my ideas and how I kind of wanted to write these songs to my producer. He was like, this is different. You know, this is not what radio is playing. This is not what they're doing. I was like, I know, but I just feel like I've got to do it. And so a lot of it is story-based and I love it. And I loved it when I heard you sing, you know, with the guitar and I believe it was a mandolin that was backing Mm -hmm. you up. And I thought, this is my kind of music because I was raised in Southern Indiana. And, you know, if you couldn't, pick a guitar to it it really wasn't much worth singing you know (laughs) so (laughs) so but it is so beautiful you have a beautiful voice and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment before we move into the story I want you to share I would like to take just a moment to thank one of my sponsors who sponsors Hope Along the Journey and that's Ryan's Auto Sales it's a family-friendly business located in Mifflinburg Pennsylvania Dwight Ryan is a personal friend of mine who owns a business there in Mifflinburg, PA. He has a beautiful selection of used vehicles and has helped a number of people uh, literally across the United States to help find a good used vehicle for, for themselves or for their family. And I'd like for you to just go to their website and take a look at it. That's rhinesautosales.com, R-I-N-E-S, rhinesautosales.com. Or give Dwight a call at 570-966-2277. Again, that's 570-966-2277. And again, thank you, Dwight and Ryan's Auto Sales, for sponsoring Hope Along the Journey. So back to your story, Brooke. Um, when When I met you down there, I heard part of your story and I told you I wanted you to share that with our Hope Along the Journey family. So I just would like for you to go back to that time around age 10 and just tell us what happened and what took place uh, that was life-changing for you. Yeah, so to kind of go a little bit back um, to a few years ago, in 2018, I was signed to record label. I was on a nationwide tour, and I kind of hit this wall as an artist on like, what are songs that people need to hear? And God, if you have me here doing this music thing that I don't feel good enough for, then you've got to show me what I need to do. Like I need some kind of direction. And so I began to just pray on like 
songs to write about and what that looked like and my story surfaced and before I could just bury it deep down and this time it wouldn't leave me and you know it's God when it doesn't leave you and so I knew I had to do something about it but whenever I was 10 years old I was sexually abused and I just fell into this really dark place as a kid I felt alone and scared and dirty and I blamed myself and so I carried the shame for so long and I became very numb to what had happened to me. And so for so many years, I just was silent because it was safer there, you know? And I remember God just placing people in my life along the way at different events, whether it was church or a women's event or just a random person I met, they would share their story that was very similar to mine. And they had no idea that mine was similar Right, but right. God used them to speak to me. And I remember this one specific time, this, this pastor was sharing her story. And I remember just saying, how can she be that brave? Like, I remember just looking at her and just saying, how can I get there? I don't know how to get there. When the thought, you know, as a teenager at the time, I didn't feel, I felt so uneasy. It made me feel so uncomfortable just to even think about it. Sure. And so I've just buried it. I buried it deep down. And then I find myself 15 years later as a Christian artist praying for direction. And I always promised myself I would go to the grave with my story. I always said I would never talk about it. But God knew that if it wasn't for music, I wouldn't have talked about it. I wouldn't have had a reason to talk about it. And so I find myself as a Christian artist praying and then the story services. And I remember fighting God for weeks. I said, God, there is absolutely no way I'm going to be able to share my story because I've got a big family. I've got to tell my mom and dad, my friends, the rest of my family, which I have a very big family and where I was at at the time, the whole world. And it seemed just way too big for me. And I had no idea even where to start. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, God, I need clarity. Like if this is really truly what you want me to do, to share the deepest and darkest secret that I've hidden for so long, then I need some sort of direction, some sort of clarity. And I didn't know I was going to get it the way that I got it, but God needed me to move forward. And I felt in my heart to reach out to my abuser. And so I did, I reached out and I just said, Hey, I just want you to know that I forgive you. And so does God and God loves you. Mm -hmm. And I can't even begin to even describe what that feeling was like, but It was like a complete weight off of my shoulders and I felt so free and something that I could have done a long time ago, but God had to show me and mold me into who I was going to be. And so I was able to share Jesus with somebody who hurt me very deeply. And that was healing. I needed. I didn't know I needed it, but God knew I needed it. And so I got that clarity I needed. I went up to Nashville and shared my story with these songwriters and it did not sound pretty. I had no idea even how to, I, I didn't know how to share my story at the time. Right. I was, I remember just crying in the writing room and sharing what I could share. And the songwriters just prayed for me and they sat with me and we just wrote this beautiful song called taking my voice back. And it's a story of hope because I didn't want people to hear this song and feel sad or feel triggered. I want, I wanted them to know there's freedom, there's freedom available and how I found mine was through forgiveness. And 
I've had people ask me, you know, how can you forgive someone who hurt you so deeply? And I remember sharing my story once specifically, and I've shared this since, but I have had this picture of Jesus on the cross being beaten to death. And he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And if Jesus can forgive, then so can I. And we're called to forgive. Yes, we are. And it's easier said than done. You know, it's not easy, Mm -hmm. but it's so freeing when we can like fully let go of those things that have been keeping us silent and and making us bitter and angry, not even realizing that we're letting the enemy take those things and distract us from the calling that God has placed on our lives. That's right. When we can finally give that to God, we can fully walk in freedom. And it has been an up and down roller coaster, but it has been so worth it sharing my story with whoever I have the opportunity to share it with. And I've just been so thankful for it. That's, so thankful. That's beautiful. Beautiful. There. There is really something powerful and healing, isn't there, Brooke, in sharing your story? Yes, yes. And probably every time you tell it, it's like there's more healing for you. Is, is that kind of how it works for you in your life? Yes, it does. It, you know, before I shared my story with the whole world, I went around and told my family. And that right there alone was healing for me because I had found out that I had family members that needed that healing too mm-hmm. and that they had gone through abuse Yes, and it's cool to see how God's used my story throughout the couple of years of me sharing it and to see how he's just planted that little seed of healing in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, my story, I feel like it grows. All of our stories will grow, but I share new things each time it feels like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's healing. Like right now I'm writing a book. It's very new for me. Oh, that's great. But just, yeah. Yeah. But just writing my story down is a whole nother, not that it's ripped the wound mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. but it's, it's allowing deeper healing that I didn't know. So even writing your story down is healing. And I didn't know that until I started writing my story down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is just great. You know, I think about, of course, I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm old enough to be your father or grandfather almost. And no, no, not quite grandfather. Let's not get me that old. But I think about what was it like for your parents when they heard it? What was their response, their reaction? Did they feel guilty? Did they feel like, how did we, how did we not know this? What Mm -hmm. what kind of, what was that like, especially for the closest people to you that when you told that story to them? Yeah. I mean, it was your typical response from a parent, you know, like my mom, she blamed herself and I definitely was reassuring her. Like my parents always taught me right from wrong. And I think that's why I may have carried so much shame because I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how to even share what had happened to me because I knew that it was wrong, but I was stuck, you know, and I think a lot of kids who've gone through the sexual abuse feel that same way. And it's why they stay so silent. But my parents, we've always had an open relationship for that specifically. I didn't um, feel the need to share that. And so when I did share that with my mom, she did blame herself for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she eventually realized it was not her fault. But telling my dad was the hardest for me. I think out of the entire world, the entire family, my dad was the hardest. And I remember the day before I was going to tell my dad, I had this whole note in my phone written out and I just began to fill up with anxiety and I'm not one to have anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that was not a good feeling. And so 
I just remember God saying, delete the note and let me leave you. And so I deleted the entire day because I had everything figured out what I was going to say, how I was going to say it. But I was like, nope, I'm going to delete it. God, please walk into this conversation with me. Right. And he did. He walked in there with me and, you know, my dad obviously was very hurt and he asked, you know, all the dad questions and all he could do is just hug me. And he apologized that it happened. And, you know, as hours went on, you could tell he was just kind of soaking in what I had just told him, trying to process everything. And he comes back and he says, Brooke, you know, if you could forgive this person, then I can too. And for my dad to say that was just such a huge deal for me because my dad's very protective. And I can imagine. Yes. Yeah. And so for him to say that he forgave this person was like, okay, God, what are you doing? You know, there's, there's deeper healing beyond what I could ever do and you're doing it. And so I was just so thankful for that and for him to let my dad have this perspective that he was going to love me and he was going to forgive this person because I told my dad, I wouldn't be here without God. And my mom and dad raised me in this Christian home and I went to church camps. I went to church and it gave me this foundation and it was because of them. And so I made sure to tell my parents that it was because of y'all and raising me up the way I should go is what kept me here. And I think that's what gave them the peace that they needed to to just let it go. And then they could see now that God's using my story for good. So That's incredible. And thank you for taking the time, Brooke, to share that because I have, I've worked with parents who, they thought they had protected their child in every way and had no clue that their child had become a victim to, to somebody's abuse upon them as a mm-hmm. child. And, and being a parent, I, you know, I can at least in some ways identify with how um, hurtful it is, how angry you could become, uh, how much of a failure you could feel like as a parent. So I wanted you to share that because I, I think there's probably going to be parents out there listening who maybe some time ago or recently even may have found out that something happened to one of their children as much as they tried to protect them. And, you know, you gave them some hope today. And I yeah. deeply appreciate you sharing that. Um, and yeah. the, the important- I think, too, it's important because, you know, as a parent, you just want to protect your kids and Absolutely. you want to kind of keep them in this safe bubble. But also you can't live in fear. And so I think it's so important, you know, you can't control everything that happens, but what you can do is you can raise your child up the way they should go. And they're going to have that foundation to know that they're not alone. Like they have Jesus. And that's one thing that I've always hung on to as a kid and through that process of healing. And like, I always knew Jesus was there, but, you know, fully growing my relationship with the Lord, I could truly understand what that meant after my abuse. And so you know, even now I don't have kids one day I will. And so I'm trying to tell myself now, like I can't control things. All I can do is teach them well and teach them truth. And, um, you know, I have nieces and that's how I feel about them too. So, um, an open relationship with your kid is the most important. So that's, that's key, isn't it? To, to have that openness to where, yes. cause you knew when you went to them, probably they would believe your story and, mm-hmm. and they would, offer you comfort. You, you knew yeah. that going in as hard as it was, you at least knew that, didn't you? 
going into that. Right. Later on, you know, like as a 10 year old kid, I didn't know that because you're, right. you know, you're so right. young, you're not fully, your brain's not fully developed. And so you're just acting out of fear. Mm-hmm. But whenever I was older, I knew like my parents loved me and they're going to listen. And they did. They did. Yeah. So. And one, one of the things among others that is so hurtful in this whole childhood, childhood abuse situation is that the wrong person carries the shame. The wrong person, mm-hmm. the child carries the sense of guilt and shame. And that's why the secret is held for so long is because right. of that misplaced guilt and shame, isn't it? Yeah. You're so right. And um, that's the enemy, though. Yes, and it that, is. And I've, I've learned that it's manipulation and it's the enemy. And, you know, before, whenever I would feel those things, I would just shut down and I would stay silent. And I wouldn't want to talk about anything. And fast forward a month before the record, my abuser reached back out and said that he didn't want to admit that it was abuse and didn't take responsibility. And I think that's everyone who's been through abuse. That's like your worst nightmare is someone doesn't want to take responsibility for it. Right. But because I'm healed, fully healed, I've fully forgiven this person. I didn't need this person to admit that he was wrong because I know that it was wrong. I knew exactly what the enemy was trying to do. He was trying to keep me silent from sharing my story with the world. And so I think the most important thing is discerning and knowing what's truth and what is a lie. And God is not a God of lie or confusion. So I knew that was the devil. I knew that was the enemy trying to stop me. And so I covered it with truth. And I knew that God wanted me to share my story. I know there was purpose in all of this. And I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to let the enemy stop me. So. That's great. Well, uh, and I'm so happy for you. You know, you're listening to you share your story, Brooke, reminds me of something, I believe it was Lewis Smedes who wrote years ago. He wrote, he made this statement. He said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and then to find out later the prisoner was you. That's so good. It's Be- so true, though. Yeah. It's so true. Because who you set free is yourself when mm-hmm. you are able to forgive and let go of that. Those people are going to have to work it out between them and God and hopefully with you someday. But mm-hmm. until that time, your prison doors are open. Your, the yeah. prison bars for you are removed. You're free to move on, share your story, and help others. And I just think that's incredible. So what's going on today? So kind of now move us up to you're sharing your story today. What, what's what's happening with that? Are you are you are people emailing you, writing you, pulling you aside, and with tears saying, "I need to talk to you"? What? How is God yeah. using some of this today? It's incredible. I just had an event yesterday, and not yesterday, Saturday, um, two days ago, and someone came up to me and said, "Me too." You know, so after sharing my story, I have so many people coming up to me, and and they share their story. They're open with me. Right. And I always respond to the, the me too, mm-hmm. as uh, I say, but God, um, because there's this whole me too movement and there's nothing against it. It's shed a lot of light on, you know, the abuse world, but I want people to know that it's, it's not being a victim of abuse. My yes. heart with taking my voice back is there's freedom on the other side, you know, That's like, fine. There's hope that the abuse is not the end. It's just the beginning of what God wants to do. And he wants to use your story. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to shed this light of being a victim Mm -hmm. ever. 
I want people to know there's freedom available through Jesus and Jesus only. And that's how I found my freedom. And uh, yeah, I get messages all the time of people saying, hey, thank you for writing, taking my voice back. It's helped me. I had someone even say they're going into their courtroom date, wearing, wearing their taking my voice back t-shirt. And I said, you know, walk in there with Jesus, let him go first. Yes, and, um, yes. and so it's just been so, it's been so amazing to hear people mm-hmm. and how they're overcoming through their situations and through the things that the hard things that are unfair, you know, cause a lot of things in this life are unfair. And, um, what Jesus had to go through was unfair too, but God had a purpose for it still. Yeah. Right. That's exactly so. right. And, uh, you know, and, and the fact you, I love what you said earlier about how you saw that scene of Jesus on the cross with all of the shame and all the abuse and all the, the hatred. And yet he could look at that crowd and, and say, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that is the yeah. power of Christ in us. I mean, that is not something we can just naturally do in ourselves. Is it bro? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And I, I think that's why it took me so long is, you know, right after the abuse, I say right after a couple of years after the abuse, I, I met Jesus and mm-hmm. I learned that I didn't have to walk alone, but it was even after meeting Jesus and giving my life over to God, it was still a process yes. of healing. And he had to show me what that looked like mm-hmm. and, you know, closing doors and opening doors throughout my teens right. and my twenties. And so it's been a journey and healing looks different for everybody. I but, lo- um, yeah, I love what you just said, because that's part of the, of the ministry is of hope along the journey is the fact that it is a journey sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all would love to have the, I'm going to date myself here. We'd love to have the, sh- <laughs> the Shazam moment, you know, Shazam, everything is, is suddenly fixed and everything is suddenly healed in our life. But, but instead God more often than not takes us on a journey of healing yeah. and does such a deep and beautiful work when we, will go that journey with him, doesn't he? Yes, that's so true. That's awesome. Well, we've just got a couple minutes here, so kind of tell us, like, uh, where where is Brooke headed besides the book and besides uh, the CD? You know, where, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you doing, are you doing some speaking now? And, and are you going to conferences and sharing your story? Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. where you see yourself now and, and hopefully in the days ahead. Yeah. So right now um, I'm kind of like in this place of surrender with God, like different opportunities are being placed in front of me and some are good and some are God. And so I've had to say no to certain things. Yeah. And uh, also there's things that I know God wants me to walk into. And so I have some events coming up. I'm going to Arizona at the end of this month for a youth event. And then I'm involved with some women's conferences and just different things. About each month, I've got something going on. Uh, but goals, as far as goals, I would love to be able to do this full time. But right now, God doesn't have me doing it full time, and so I, that's where I, that's why I say I'm in a place of surrender because I don't know what God's doing. I know that He didn't have me share my story for no reason, right? Um, and He's given me this desire I didn't even know I had, and that is to speak and to speak up. Right, taking my voice back. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of funny how He's. He's showing me that it's more than just music for me. Mm-hmm. It's um, a ministry. And so we are working on new music, but also um, writing a book and That's speaking great. more. So I'm just, I'm excited to see what God's doing. And I just, I'm literally taking it one step at a time. That's all you can really do, right? 
That's exactly right. Brooke, tell yeah. people where they can follow you. Where can they see you on social media? Would you mind just sharing some of your website sure. and other things where people can find out more about you? Yeah, of course. So I've got a website, BrookeRobertsonMusic.com, and I've got everything that you need to know on there. Like my YouTube channel is Brooke Robertson Music. Instagram and Facebook is Brooke Robertson Music. I try to make it pretty easy on everybody, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> I was able to navigate on it. So that's saying yeah. something, you know? So Yes, and then um, as far as booking and all of that, if, as far as uh, like booking me to a show or a conference, mm-hmm. uh, that should be found on my website as well. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Well, thank you for being on Hope Along the Journey today, Brooke. It's been a delight thank to you, have Mark. you. And I encourage everyone today to look to Jesus because he truly is the hope of the world. And if you look to him, he will help you find the hope you need along life's journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.